0: The High Regard Show. It's.
1: Too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks,
0: too
1: many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks,
0: Hey everybody, I'm Tom,
1: and I'm Nikki,
0: and this is the High Regard Show,
1: in which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem.
0: Way up on the third floor.
1: Moving on up.
0: Oh, it don't get better than that.
1: No sir, it doesn't.
0: It was a long week this week.
1: It really was. It really, really was.
0: But there is an end in sight, and we're going to finally get a little bit of downtime.
1: That's right. Well-deserved downtime.
0: It's the only good thing about like living in the city and knowing that you don't have to go anywhere. Like there'd be chaos outside of here, but we don't have to like do any of that shit. We could just like take our week off from work and just like lock the door and just
1: listen be to here. the sounds of the hood.
0: <laughs> oh. There's been a lot of sounds outside. There's been a lot
1: of competing sounds today. It's feel just like... Like, a, like, you know, that show, like, Lip Sync Battle? I feel like there's <laughs> been, like, Spanish music versus rap battle today.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> it just it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight, and it seems like everybody's vacations already started except for mine, which I'm getting very jealous over right now. <laughs> very jealous.
1: I am, too. I am, too.
0: Let's start off with a quick thank you to Matt Ortiz from TWT Music, who once again provided this week's opening and closing tunes to the show. Nikki is having a nervous breakdown right now, but I'm going to finish these opening credits either way. This time around, we got a little taste from Shorefire and Brandon James. In case you missed it the first time because of Nikki's seizure she's having, that is Shorefire and Brandon James. You can learn more about these guys by following the links in this week's show description. As always, thank you to all of our supporters, including Nikki, who... Are you done with whatever it is going on with you right now?
1: Someday, I hope that our show is popular enough for us to have a camera so that they can see the shit that's going on here. (laughs) Because... (laughs) I want them to see. I want them to know the level of toddler tantrum that happens on the other side of the table from me.
0: <laughs> Whatever is all I have to say to <laughs> I'm just continuing with the show as is. I don't good, really care. Good.
1: Good. Good. I really liked this week's music. I think it's really good, and I'm really happy that, you know... <laughs>
0: I would just like to point out to everybody (laughs) listening because I'm refusing to edit this part. I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in, good, just just as a matter of principle. Good, do it. And I'm doing so. And I'm gonna put this disclaimer out there that, like, this is one of the times you are the most coherent in doing this show, (laughs) and you're having this kind of breakdown.
1: Because it's just, you get so, you just get so amped up and you're like a Tasmanian devil. And I just, like, you reach a point where it's like, I can't, like, instigate you anymore. I just have to laugh. I just have to laugh at you because it's like you just get into a whirlwind and like this is the only way to stop it is to make you laugh about it.
0: You just got to know when to hold them and no when to fold them.
1: And that's why I started laughing. So I apologize.
0: Oh, apparently you don't know when to hold or fold them. You just keep going. So how about now we jump into a little tidbit <laughs> <laughs> we like to call Ya heard. Yes.
1: You heard. Heard. This week's You Heard comes to us from Beaver Street between Broad and Broadway in the Financial District. He was a legend. His name was Crazy Joe. That is literally something I overheard somebody say and I was just like, Wait, what? What about this crazy Joe? And like I almost like wanted to say, like, I need to know more about this person.
0: Yeah, like what, what what's so crazy about I, Crazy Joe?
1: I don't know, because they just like kept going and it was like lunchtime rush hours, so like I couldn't like pause and like or stalk them like I would have if I didn't have enough like if I had more time I would have like trailed them for a little while just because You know, he was a legend. His name was Crazy Joe. Like, that could be
0: anything. I feel like these nicknames are a little bit deceiving. Because my friend Jay, who lives in St. Louis, is known as Crazy Jay from New Jersey. That's what I call him. I've called him that for like, you know, 15 years now.
1: That's the first time I've ever heard you refer to him as that.
0: I call him that all the time. In fact, when I text him, I'm like, hey, Crazy Jay, what's up? And he writes, hey, Crazy Tom, what's up? In his case, when he says it to me, I can kind of see it. Only from your outburst a minute ago can you realize why this things happens?
1: T- just picture Tasmanian Tom. Like, that's, that's what it's like. I might be Godzilla with because of my tail knocks into things, but, like, you are a whirlwind of just anger sometimes.
0: It's called show prep. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get amped up. You know, like, when football teams are onto the field and before, like, in the locker room, they're all just, like, punching each other and stuff like that?
1: Humping or punching? Punching. Oh, okay. You know it? I've never been in the locker room of a football team. But you have seen
0: a movie with a football team, and they're all in the locker room, and they all get amped up, and they, like, punch each other, and then they go running out onto the field screaming, you know?
1: I don't think Rudy ever did anything like that. Like, I don't remember. Like, that's the only, like, football movie that... that I think I remember seeing, like, that I vividly remember watching.
0: It happens almost in every football movie. Okay, I right. sweat. I just get amped up in that punching each other pads, and they go run out onto and the like field. And they're like, each yeah, other with the yeah. helmets. Yeah. So you know it. You're just telling me you don't know it, just all to right, get okay. me all amped up. You know it. I do know it.
1: I do. Okay, I do.
0: <laughs> well, now that we established that you know it, you understand that that's me. I feel like I'm in the locker room, all amped up, but there's nobody to punch, and we don't have pads. It has to be you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. That was this week's. You heard.
0: <laughs> Before we even get started, I feel like I should say we should just stop right here and say, and that was our show, folks. I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. Come back next week. Check us out on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, and we uh see you next week.
1: I'm having fun. I think it's fun. <laughs> Because it was very tense between us for a few minutes there, and now it's not. So let's move along.
0: You know what it is. It's sleep deprivation for both of us. I really, really believe it.
1: It is. And I don't want to talk about it because then I'm going to focus on it even more than I'm already focusing on it in the back of my mind.
0: But you have to talk about it because this week's show wouldn't have happened without a little bit of sleep deprivation.
1: That's true, Tom. (laughs) That's true. Because speaking of crazy characters like this... Crazy
0: Joe, what's this week's show about, Tom? It's about Adult Swim. It's about Adult Freaking Swim.
1: Which is late night programming at its finest. Forget your your Lenos and your Lettermans. This is the shit you should be watching late night.
0: It is. It's the things you'll learn about. Real things in life.
1: Yeah, what happens after dark. What people are really doing...
0: Do we really want to, like, watch Adult Swim? Or is it just that we cannot freaking sleep and we hate everything? So we (laughs) just turn it on. Because I feel like that's how we originally got into it.
1: Yeah, we just kind of just started. Because I've never really been like, oh, cartoons. Like, I hate The Simpsons. Like, bring on the hate mail. Like, I hate, like, animation and stuff like that. But, like, we just started, like, one day we were just like, ah let's, like, watch this. And it ended up becoming a nightly ritual for us for, like, four years
0: now. And it's weird because my boss now currently loves The Simpsons. And she just doesn't understand why. She's like, I don't get it. She goes, you could watch like all these cartoons at late night. And she goes, and you can't watch The Simpsons. And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like they turn it into just like, it's so goddamn boring.
1: Like, yeah. And it's just like, it's not funny to me. Like, even back when it first came out, like I was prime, you know, real estate for that show. And I just... Like, no, well you were your
0: prime real estate. I might
1: have been. I might have been prime were real estate.
0: Were you the West Village of uh <laughs> <laughs> demographics? I, I might have been. I might have
1: been. Because it came out in like what, like eighty nine? I was like twelve. And it was a cartoon. So it was like but then it like morphed into like it was it started out being Bart and then whatever the hell it is now. But like I never thought it was funny. And like I knew so many people that were like in love with it. And then I love the family guy because Family Guy which is, you know, some which appears on Adult Swim on occasion. Just, like, it's so crazy because it's, like, it's so out there. It's so, like, inappropriate. And that's more me. Like, The Simpsons is about a family. Like, Family Guy is about a family, but it's about, like, a family that's just as fucked up as families really
0: are. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not a family guy either. I feel like The Family Guy and The Simpsons might as well be the same show for me. Like, I really do. Agree
1: to disagree, but we that's will. fine, and we that's will. respectful.
0: But I feel like back then, when those shows all started coming out, like, it was like, um, you know how people are either a Beatles fan or an Elvis fan, but you don't find too many people that are Beatles fan and Elvis fans?
1: I don't understand that.
0: But it's what it's an anomaly. It's, it's kind of like if you live in a New York area, and it's like Mets, Jets, Nets, and Islanders, and Rangers, Knicks, Giants, and whoever the other team is that I don't really give a shit about right now.
1: I w- I'm Yeah, I
0: don't even... I don't even know. But I don't care, really. So, when it comes... Because I'm on the other side. I'm all about the blue and orange. So, not the, the red and blue. And if you don't live in New York and you don't understand what I just said, just make believe I didn't say it and we'll just move on. Because <laughs> I'm too tired to give a shit right now. But, seriously, um, we, there are... There's this weird anomaly where people like certain things and not others. Kind of like Star Trek or Star Wars.
1: Right.
0: And it's like... Beatles or elvis and for me i feel like it was either the simpsons or south park mm-hmm. and i'm always gonna pick south sure. park over the yeah. simpsons so it's weird it's, it's like you know you gotta pick your sides man
1: but then adult swim comes along and just creates this whole new anomaly of just things that are better than just about everything else
0: yeah and i think what they did was they took like, they were like, man, like, we see an opportunity of, like, let's say, like, the South Park phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And, like, how it's so inappropriate. And I feel like they really built on the inappropriateness from, like, shows like South Park.
1: Right, because South Park was just a show. Like, Adult Swim is technically a section of a network. Like, it's its own network that airs.
0: You As know, part of a network. Part.
1: Yeah, like, it's, like, you know, a split channel, so...
0: It's awesome, though, man. Like, I feel like it reaches, like, right to the root of my immaturity.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have to be a little bit immature in life, especially with everything going on. Like, there has to be a happy place. And for us, Adult Swim is a place we like to dip our toes into.
0: Yes. Obviously not the first five minutes of our podcast recording. <laughs> that is not our happy place <laughs> at all. I don't know why, man. Every it's... week, I feel like it's we're all amped up. Ugh, Whatever. <laughs> But what we did this week was we tried to put together a list of our top five favorite adult swim shows.
1: We sure did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we didn't show each other. So I'm sure because. You're
1: trying to look at my paper. I just, I'm saw, not, your, I'm not, I just saw your I eyes I could see look.
0: that paper if we, I wanted to. You make it like I'm like some kind of falcon or something, and I could see across the room. You know, I'm blind in both eyes pretty much. And now this You're one like is just. like a ju- mole. This one's just dripping. Like I, This one is like someone just turned a faucet on in my eye, and it's just streaming down my face.
1: That's disgusting. Good thing we don't have that camera I was talking about earlier.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing we don't have that <laughs> camera because it's not like either one of us showered yet today. And it's. <laughs> Already like almost the middle of the night. So (laughs) whatever.
1: Saturdays in Harlem.
0: We fit right in, man. So whatever. I don't care. So why don't we do the world a favor? And just get the hell into this top five list so everybody can get, can just... So everybody can go
1: about their business. They,
0: they can just listen to this stupid show and just move on and have a real life for themselves. Because at this point in time, they're just probably like, what the fuck is happening with these two right now? Like, I feel like... I'd
1: be like, you know, if I was listening, I'd be like, where are they going to go? Because, like, this is the kind of stuff that would ruin. Because it's kind of like, it's the train is, like, teetering on the track. Like, it could, it could go either way
0: right now. It could be really entertaining, but chances are... Hmm. No, i
1: kidding. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's go.
0: All right. So. I'm so
1: excited about this list.
0: Well, why don't you get started and tell me what your number. Why don't we st- You want to start with number five or you want to start with number one?
1: <gasps> let's go backwards. Or top. Let's go five to one. What am I trying to say? I don't know.
0: After we that. could totally go five to one. So okay. this is probably something we should have t- talked about in post production, right? Pre production. Whatever, either one.
1: Pre-post, who gives a shit?
0: Pre-post production, we could have talked about it then.
1: It's end of the year.
0: (laughs) 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 Run with your (laughs)
1: chicken heads cut off. Chicken heads cut off. Why don't we
0: make believe we're recording from someplace like Australia tonight? Because people won't know where the fuck we're recording from. I mean, we could take this soundboard anywhere in the world. Put
1: another shrimp on the barbie.
0: And then we can... My comment would totally make sense, because we'd be going back to the past... When it got sent here to the U.S. Mm. So live from Australia, here is our top five list from Adult Swim.
1: God, I don't know where you went with that. But I don't I'm know just, where I am I'm right did, now, so whatever. I'm going to get us back on. I'm going to get us back. All right, let's go. I derailed us, and I will get us back on.
0: <laughs> if you say number one, I'm going to jump across the <laughs> table not, and I'm smack not, you with a newspaper. Just, I, I would swear like to God. see you
1: try. Number five, your pretty little face is going to hell. Mm. Did that? Uh, I guess I'll find out if that made your list.
0: You may or may not see that.
1: I may, I may or may not. I guess, but I love this show, and it's like a fairly new show. Like I think it came out in like 2013, and I just love how Hell is depicted as a call center. Because if anyone who's ever worked in a call center, you know that. A call center is quite literally a hell that cannot absolutely be worse than the real hell. Like, there is no way that real hell is as bad (laughs) as working in a call center, which is something that I did for nine years of my life. I worked at a telecom call center, and it was god-awful. But this show is just so funny. It's just about this, like... One guy who's trying to do good, but he's still like he's trying to do good to please Satan. But like by pleasing Satan, you have to be bad. And this guy still hasn't let go of his like good human qualities. And he keeps getting shown up by an intern who is like diabolical. And one of the best parts for me is that Satan is played by Matt Servito, who is best known as FBI agent Harris on The Sopranos, who is just like a thorn in Tony's side. He is just hilarious in the show. And he has a truly, he has truly, truly fabulous Gams on the show. So you have to come, just, you have to watch it just to check out his legs. Like, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> I, I just feel like we could say Gams and just be like, that's our list. <laughs> it's not gams. though, we have more. I
1: know, we do. We have, I have four more.
0: Now, you see, my number five, I was torn because, and the whole list, I swear, as we were making up the list, because I know we both made up our own lists at our own times and stuff like that. Making up this list was, like, the hardest thing for me. Because there were, there were, like, three shows that I could not put on my top five. And I was, like, going nuts. So your suggestion was to write out why we like the shows. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was like, all right, I can't put down, like, oh, because, you know, I like to set myself into an altered state of reality in mm-hmm. various ways. And then, like, watch TV at nighttime. <laughs> like, that's not a good enough reason to watch a show or else, you know sure these three shows might have moved up the list a little bit for me but my number five is neon joe werewolf hunter (laughs) and it's number five only because it's the new kid on the block if given another season it can easily move into the top spot okay the show is freaking awesome
1: It is, it is, it is,
0: yeah. (laughs) I think it just premiered, like, you know.
1: Earlier this month, yeah. Earlier
0: this month, and it was was strange, because we were, like, just flipping through the channels, and.
1: We saw a commercial for it.
0: And that was it. I was hooked up to, I'm like, if the commercial was the show, it would be freaking brilliant. But (laughs) the fact that they developed these characters further into the 20 minutes that the show takes, and then, of course, you know, 10 minutes worth of commercials to make it,
1: Sure.
0: (laughs) Monetary viable. It was brilliant. Um, What I like about it is it combines everything I love from regular movies into a condensed comedy parody. So it has like werewolves, it has aliens, it has supernatural anomalies. And so many of these things can be spun off into movies from this show. Um, Anywhere from a summer blockbuster... To mm-hmm. a sci-fi original, possibly featuring oh someone like, let's say, Eric Roberts or uh, t- Danny Trejo. Um, although it would be a complete injustice if Joe Glazier, the writer and main actor of the show... Am I saying it wrong?
1: John. It's John. John
0: Glazier. It is John Glazier. Yeah. It would be totally, like, horrible if this dude it, wasn't yeah, involved in it. Because he, 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 he is the show.
1: He's everything.
0: He really is. So it has awesome style. It has great stories, and there's never a shortage of (laughs) ham. So that's my number five, Nikki.
1: All right. Well, my number four is Robot Chicken. And this was a show that, like, I never really liked because, again, like, I just would see it and be like, I hate cartoons, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's... But once, like, we just started watching, like, season one and, you know, it's it's there it's been on for years, I absolutely fell in love with this show because it's short. It's, like, 11 to 13 minutes long and it packs, like so much into those things like it's like a million little shows because they'll just do a clip of like this random thing do like a random person doing like a random thing and then like they move on to like something else but i'm the same age range age range as its creators so it's like watching my childhood toys come to life which is something that i always thought that they did <laughs> after i went to bed <laughs> so like it's so cool but i'm sure i Although I'm sure I wouldn't have enjoyed her smell as much as I enjoyed the scent of strawberry shortcake as a kid, I'm pretty pissed that bitch puddin wasn't a real toy. <laughs>
0: You see I would be upset if like Skeletor wasn't oh. actually portrayed by oh like God. that character in Robot Chicken because he's awesome.
1: Oh my gosh, I just love when he's like in the traffic jam like <laughs> and he's just driving and it's like it's so true and you're just like oh like you move over cuz like that side's like whatever side you're not on is always going faster like whatever lane you're not in.
0: And that's what life is if you are Skeletor. <laughs> I feel like serious, or any bad guy. I feel like that that's just like a metaphor for your life if you're a bad guy. <laughs> True. Because for me, I feel like sometimes I'm a bad guy, and that literally like plays out to my everyday thing. Exactly. And it's, I don't have robot chicken on my list.
1: That's crazy to me.
0: That was one of the ones I had to cut.
1: Well, let's see what you got for number four.
0: Ooh, I got your pretty little faces going to hell for number four. Nice. I nice. do. And I like it because I like the way it... Pokes fun of an archaic belief. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the whole hell thing is gone. And lately I feel like people are more afraid of God than they are of the devil at this point in time.
1: Right, because the devil's walking among us every part of this world right now.
0: Yeah, but isn't it weird like people are dying in the name of God or whatever mm-hmm. their God version is. Sure. But nobody's, like, really doing any more, like, devil sacrifices. I feel like the 90s, like, kind of, like, did away with. Yeah, it, hey. put the,
1: it put the kibosh on that.
0: Yeah, man. The poor devil used to be, like, you know, like a pretty strong headliner of its own. It's kind of like if, um, you know, I remember a long time ago back in high school when Zebra and Loverboy went on tour. <laughs> And people were like, man, like, Zebra was tight. Like, they could be a headliner of their own. And Loverboy already was. And now looking back at it, it's kind of like, I can't believe either of them were, <laughs> like, headline caliber. It's kind of like what it's like. Because we got Foo Fighters now. That's the headliner. Like, there's right. like, one headliner, and that's it. Let's go with it. All right. So, um, <laughs> I also... <laughs>
1: Good. What the hell just happened?
0: This is what this week's show is gonna be. All right, okay. So just hang on. It's
1: madcap fun. I don't
0: understand why you don't have your seatbelt on and a helmet. Like I feel I like you should be strapped into like the mini bus. I feel
1: like I should be on
0: yeah. the you know course to the am. end of the show. Like, I usually am, <laughs> but for some
1: reason I forgot to put my helmet on today.
0: I too very much enjoy the setting of a cubicle based hell. The office scenario is very similar version of hell to the way I picture it. Mm-hmm. because you don't just have to be in a call center. I feel like anybody who's ever worked in a cubicle setting, like right. after a while you just look around and it's just so bleak and desolate. Yeah. But I feel like if I was in hell and I got to see like, you know, like let's say mountains on fire and lava, at least it'd be some scenery too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. opposed to, you know, just bland tan walls and, you know, awful colored cubicles. Like why can't they make them look cool?
1: Like black leather or something.
0: Black leather would be awesome. Bamboo cubicles would be really cool. Oh, you can hang like little plants off it make make like a safari. And have
1: like stringed Japanese music playing. Yeah. We should be office designers.
0: We should be office I would spray paint like Kong was here. <laughs> like, you know, things like that on the wall. Like, it would be kind of awesome, right? I guess. Whatever. <laughs> And
1: oh my God, there's I, still more? I got
0: three for everything. When I was doing, listen, when I was doing a show prep and you busted my balls because you didn't know that what I was doing, this was it. I'm not going to type I know, all I this stuff know I hate when I out. don't know what
1: you're doing. Like, I hate it. I absolutely hate when I'm not sure what you're up to.
0: It's always work-related. Secrets don't make friends. It's always work-related. But secrets saves friendships, though. So, there you have it. <laughs> so, my third point was going to be... <laughs> As bad as the show depicts hell, it makes it seem not all that bad, really. Which is kind of good for somebody who feels like, growing up Catholic, when I die, I'm going to probably wind up in hell. Sure, yeah. So, I don't really mind that version of hell so much.
1: Yeah, like, they seem like, you know, that they have fun. Like yeah, the they're same, pretty cool guys. Like, doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> well, unlike you, I feel that Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter deserves the midpoint you got the me. three spot he's number 3 he's That's number 3 because i just am starving for more <laughs> and he's already and like so much of the show has already become part of our lexicon which you know can just be summed up in one word which is yum <laughs> yeah Like, I find myself doing it, like, I say it to myself when I'm working, I say it to myself when I'm walking, like, down the street, I'm just like, like, it's just become a thing, and it's been, like, a week since we, like, found this show and watched all five in one day, and it's just, and one of the things that I love so much about him, which you're gonna love, Mm -hmm. because as listeners who've stuck with us throughout these past 12 shows knows that Tom loves to make fun of me because of my quote-unquote hick upbringing. Yes. But Neon Joe is so... there. Like, I knew, like, at least five kids... That like were my brother's age and my age. That like were exactly like him. Like
0: he did he they have just, a neon jumpsuit? Please tell me they wore a neon jumpsuit to school. That would be so awesome.
1: I knew people who wore like neon orange because
0: mm, hunting, hunting of course. and stuff.
1: So yeah, like he's just hick enough to remind me of like so many people that I used to know. So <laughs> neon Joe, to you, I say, him.
0: You know the only bad thing about neon Joe right now. There's not, no bad thing. Th- there is one bad thing, is that it's too new. And I do the same thing. At, I'm sitting there at work and I'll be and somebody will my coworker will ask me a question, be like, hmm. <laughs> and they have no idea what I'm talking about. So I just look like a mental patient. It's all right. I need it to grow faster, and I feel like it's gonna it's, spread. It's,
1: it's spreading. Like,
0: listen, man. If you haven't seen Neon Joe, you have to freaking see Neon yeah, Joe. Just see it.
1: Just see it. do yourself a favor.
0: <laughs> my number three. I feel like Mario Lopez just right now, like my number three. Man, you would be Mario.
1: Oh. he would be Mario Lopez if you interrupted me and you didn't. So you're uh, technically not. All <laughs> Mar- right.
0: All right. All right. All right. So, it's but not I'm sure that there's bad. time
1: for that. Like we still got a couple. We still got a couple categories to go. I'm through. jumping in. I'm jumping in. Get
0: ready for it. <laughs> you better be ready. My number three is Rick and Morty. Well, I love Rick and Morty, and again, I mean, all right. Let me tell you what I like about it. Uh, what I like about it is it's one of the smartest sci fi shows, like in the whole genre. It
1: really is, yeah.
0: Like, it can take somebody who knows nothing about sci fi and explain it to them in cartoons in a way that they'd be able to wrap their heads around time travel, alternate dimensions. Right, yeah. Like, it's crazy, like, how they simplify something so complex and then just make it hysterical. I also love the interaction between the characters because it's so real, even if the situations aren't easily relatable. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like what's going on between Rick and Morty is basically my growing up with my uncle Eugene. Like I feel like we were Rick and Morty, like picking on (laughs) each other like that, being mean to each other like that. But in the end, we both loved each other very much. But I love that dynamic between the two of them.
1: And the dynamic is Rick is Morty's grandfather. Yes. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they do have, like, a very nice, like, it's it's a very funny, like, relationship between the two.
0: And it seems almost abusive, like, 90% of the time, but it's coming from a good place, so it's totally acceptable. I love it. That is so awesome. And my third point is, the show gives you a strong sense of how we work so hard for pointless things, and they keep doing that show after show. Mm -hmm. So, like... I mean, like, in season two, there was a point where, you know, Rick, who's a professor, or a scientist, mm-hmm. rather, is, you know, running through this chaotic scene of, like, a world about to implode and just telling everybody, like, their lives don't matter. Yeah. And it's gonna, and, like, I don't know why, but that scene's just, it's, it just keeps ringing in my head.
1: It's poignant, yeah, like... Because
0: none of this shit matters. We're all gonna die yeah. in it. It doesn't make a difference. And it's, like, for a cartoon to, like portray that message.
1: And still be funny. Yeah. like awesome. It is. It really is. Yeah.
0: So that's my number three.
1: And for a lot of those same reasons, that's why Rick and Morty is my number two. Oh. Because I just, you know, we recently, again, just we recently discovered the show within, like, I'd say, what, the last, like, three, four months, maybe? Yeah, something and like that. it's just, it is so intelligent and it's just so funny. And, you know, the relationship between Rick, I mean, Rick is like this alcoholic who just, like, every fifth word is like vomiting in his mouth like like and it's disgusting like the first episode was just like oh my god this is so gross but like i love them and like morty is just this like you know he's just as whiny as like you would expect a kid named morty to be you know and just like the family dynamic you know because he has a sister named summer and then his parents who kind of like don't really get along too well because like the mom got pregnant and then that's why they got married. It's just like, <laughs> it's so true. It's like it's very real. It's life. A, such a, it's such a like truism show. And it like teaches you things that you didn't know, like you needed to know, but like it does it in a way that you're just like, it, it's good, you know, like, and I just, I, I'm waiting with bated breath for, to see what season three brings when it comes back, like a million years from now, a, a million a lightweight. Half. That's like a million light years away. <laughs>
0: A year and a half for a show is crazy to wait. It's something that I will do for very few shows. Twin Peaks is definitely one of them. Sure. And now this.
1: Yeah. like it's, it's
0: Like, I'm excited for a year and a half from now. And I was telling people at work the other day, I'm like, oh, man, 2017 is going to be kick-ass. We're getting <laughs> Twin Peaks back. We're getting Rick and Morty back. And they're like...
1: Can we have a portal gun and just, like, hop to 2017 right now? <laughs> like, let's just skip 2016.
0: But it makes me wonder, how sad is it that, like... We're excited about 2017 because of the programming that's coming down the pipe. Man, if the show is tank, it's going to suck, man. It's going to be like, I just blew a year and a half waiting for like Adult Swim and like paid programming.
1: We have to have something to look forward to. I mean, look at 2015. Like, look at the things that we're going to remember about 2015. Like, there's some good stuff in there, but like a lot of bad shit happened in 2015. So it's like.
0: I'm trying to figure out the good stuff.
1: I got
0: a new job. Well, I mean, like in general for humanity. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> but congratulations to you, though, for that. <laughs> Shout out to Nikki for the new <laughs> job and <laughs> and also finishing her class at SVA. Yes, yes. I mean, she, again, applause for that. Let me just. You got a little Thank bit of you. that. Thank you. I'll and you did well, although we're still waiting for the grades to come back. Of yeah, course, you yeah. know, whatever. Whatever. I know uh, I did well, so you you that's did. all that matters. You did to do me. good. <laughs> uh, one more note about Rick, really quick. Is. I also love the fact that as the oldest character, he's the most cynical. And then as Morty's parents are the second most cynical because they're the second oldest. And then when you get down to Morty himself, Mm -hmm. the kid.
1: Who's like a teen, yeah.
0: He's the least cynical. So I love the way they showed a progression of age. Like matching up with how cynical you get. Like, you know, like, man, your whole life's in front of you when you're young. And the older you get, the more you're like, fuck it all, man. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty much Rick's message. And I just think that is one of the small details that makes that show so incredible.
1: And that's why it's my number two.
0: And there you have number two for you.
1: What's your number two?
0: My number two, and I hope it's on your list too, but I really doubt it will be. Is Mr. Pickles.
1: It, um, Mr. Pickles almost made it. It's one of
0: those tough shows. But I love, you know, we both yeah. do. We love dogs. And Mr. Pickles is one of those dogs where it's like, I would love to have Mr. Pickles if he was a real live if dog. If he was
1: a real live dog, he would so be our dog.
0: He would totally be. I'd have to break the no dog rule in New York if Mr. Pickles was the real dog of Satan just hanging out here on Earth. Mm-hmm. I would Protect take us. In.
1: Like protecting us and like fucking up anybody who fucks <laughs> with
0: us. And um, my points for loving Mr. Pickles Mm -hmm. is the fact that Mr. Pickles loves his owner, Timmy, Mm -hmm. this kid who walks around with leg braces, and he always winds up in these weird situations. And the show is so inappropriate. So, like, they'll be like, you know let's say, uh, reference to child abduction and molestation yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like these dark things that you don't usually find in an animated series. <laughs> right. Like it, it, like we were talking about before, it took South Park and was like going, yeah, you might have a rape joke now and then. We're going to have a whole show just based on that rape yeah. joke now. And And it's just, if it was in any other context, it would be horrifying. But Mr. Pickles, who is... Basically, a satanic dog, who he's is like this- lassie
1: for the like the new age, he's like a new age <laughs> <Yes>. lassie
0: <laughs> he's just he finds a way to protect his his boy owner, mm-hmm. and uh he just does it I don't know, man, like I just feel like seeing the show after a while and owning labs most of my life, so many of them could have been the dog of Satan, like <laughs> like they'll just like. They'll do so much much mischief to everything around them, except for, in the end, they'll love that one person. Yeah. Like, unconditionally. And that's basically the story of Mr. Pickles, the boy and his dog. Yeah. Um, I also really like the relationship between Mr. Pickles and the grandfather <laughs> character, um, because there's always, like, this... Uh, let's say, pull between good and evil. Grandfather representing good, and Mr. Pickles Mm -hmm. representing evil, and Mr. Pickles just torments the grandfather. Who
1: does not trust Mr. Pickles at all. He knows. He knows. He knows Mr.
0: Pickles is evil, and Mr. Mm -hmm. Pickles knows he knows he's evil, and just fucks with this guy all the time in (laughs) horrendous (laughs) ways. Like, he'll, like, wait till he's sleeping and move his body in some weird location to make it look like, you know, he's done, like, these dastardly things and stuff. And, And,
1: like, wearing, like, the dead skin masks of other people yeah. like, when he has,
0: like <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is such a it sinister is so show dark. It's so i dark. love it and um the last thing i like about it is um i swear man and i don't know if it's just me or if you because i mean we watch it together i don't know if you pick up on this as well but i swear there are subliminal porn traits worked into timmy's mother's character
1: Oh, for sure,
0: and like you're watching it, and there's they, they don't really show anything or they and they don't put her in situations where it actually becomes cartoon porn, but like there's something as you're watching it where there's like there's like some kind of weird porn yeah. thing going on yeah, like, there's like with a this mom, yeah, and it's every time she shows up, and it's nothing specific that they do, but it's definitely there for sure,
1: no, absolutely, and I think like too, because like the show is very metal, like it's a very like. Like the music is like, like it shows him like, ru- like in the beginning, like it shows him running and it's like, like it's just like heavy metal music, you know? Which is like, and like back in the day, like that's the shit we grew up on, you know what I mean? And it was like you had like the buxom woman and like it was just I don't know, like it was like kind of like a
0: music video. So yeah, and but she's so like, she's so like a fifties housewife she almost. Really, yeah. But there's just something so weird about her, and it's just it's bizarre and. I want to thank you. You're welcome. For just playing that song with your mouth just now into the microphone, as opposed to just saying, "Hey, can you edit in that song for me really quick?" Because <laughs> I mean, that would have been something I could have done for you. But you know, in order to save some production time, I appreciate you yeah, throwing man. that in.
1: I'm here for you because, hey, I know Tasmanian Tom is just <laughs> about fifteen minutes away. So,
0: <laughs> listen, I'm not sitting down editing. So, I was sitting down editing the show. That's when the shit gets really thrown around. It's usually when the hard drives break, the headphones don't work, something like, you know, I'll be like, oh, my God, we paused here for like six freaking minutes, like trying to come up with a thought. And then usually it'll be like a long pause. Then it's like, wait, hold on. What was I going to say again? Let me do that over. And then I'm like, motherfucker, I was right in the middle of editing it. Now I got to re-edit it. These are the things that go on behind the scenes for the show.
1: Yeah, I know, man. I sit right behind you while you're doing it, doing my own work.
0: Yeah, but people listening don't notice. I'm trying to let them in behind the curtain a little bit. Everybody Nobody deserves, wants to see that. Everybody deserves a little peek <laughs> at uh, the great and mighty Oz running around <laughs> in his box of briefs. Come on, man. Give me a break.
1: <laughs> well, hey, there you have it.
0: Guess what we're up to?
1: Hope that part gets edited out. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: won't. It won't. None of this is getting edited out. This this story good, is going to be good. just... You know, swinging in the breeze. That—that's what—that's what what this whole show is going to be. So, uh, let's get to your number one now.
1: My number one Mm. could be none on there. Then check it out with Doctor Steve Brule.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Is that your number one too? (laughs) too.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, positively.
1: I don't think that there is enough airtime for me to spout the many, many reasons why I love. Check it out.
0: Which is funny, because I got it three points. But let's, let's go on. <laughs> let's see.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's just so much to love about this show. I mean, it is so disturbing. And I mean, if <laughs> the brilliant... I mean, John C. riley you might think of him as just like... The doofy, like white afro-haired, like comedian guy. He is a very serious actor, which we were like we were talking about recently. Like he's been in so many like serious movies that like you're just like holy shit. But like man, this role he plays like I don't want to I don't know how to, I don't want to say it, but like he plays like a special, a quote unquote special kind of person.
0: I think it's safe to say, I, I, and I think without getting in trouble, because I think if you say it in the technical term, you're allowed to say mildly retarded.
1: Right. Like, he just, he's very awkward, he's socially, like, he's naive, he's just like, just, he's all just, he's just a hot mess, like, he really is. But, I mean, it's so magic, like, it is just, it's so disturbing, like, as you watch, like, the three seasons, like... And you get to know, like, what kind of life Dr. Steve Brühl has had. And, like, he hosts Check It Out on this, like, public access channel. And it's like you're watching, like, a public access channel in, like, the 80s where, like, like on a VCR tape, like, like, there's weird commercials cutting in and out. Like, there's just a weird cast of characters. And, like, John C. Riley, the way he, like, mispronounces things... He is just magic and ch- you have to check out check it out and now I'm going to just go eat some dumpster fish you dangers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love the way he makes up words, like, yeah. and I feel like I repeat those words all the time, and they were made up words by this like made up character, and I use those words in real life
1: every day, like every like, single day. Seriously,
0: we're always like, "You dangus," and I and I do it with everybody from work because it was my coworkers who turned us on to yeah. this, and because it, it, we watch Adult Swim forever, like mm-hmm. we said, it's been years. We've been, we've been watching it for like the last four years, and then my coworkers were like, "Hey man, have you seen? Check it out. You gotta see it if you haven't seen it," and came home i told you about it mm-hmm. i was like you got to check out this show You're like we're gonna you know everybody at work said we gotta see it yeah and i think we kind of even did it a little bit of like hesitation like we i think we got the dvd from a guy at work and season one and two and it was kind of like you want to watch it this weekend Yeah, put it off Uh eh, put it off and then we watched the first episode and blew through two seasons in, like, a night. Yeah, in like a Like, it, it really, What you just watched it non-stop. And it was a
1: DVD. Like, we watched a DVD. When was the last time anyone watched a DVD?
0: There are probably people out there who are just like, man, I wish I had a DVD player.
1: I loved, DVD. <laughs> I loved watching DVDs. Like, oh, my God. But,
0: but All right, so here are my three points for Check It Out. Um, it is, by far, the most quoted show of... Of our life, yeah. Maybe, maybe the only show that comes close to it is Arrested Development.
1: Which is it just in a league all of its own, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean that that's just favorite TV show overall, not Adult yeah. Swim. But, but out of the Adult Swim, by far, nothing comes close to being more quoted than that. Although, Neon Joe is catching Neon up. Neon Joe is catching it's up. It's really catching up fast. With
1: just five episodes.
0: Holy God. Um... Like you said, it is the most comfortable show. Absolutely watching it. And it's and they did such a great job of showing it in the beginning where it's just like going, What the hell is this weird public access thing? Yeah. And then you find out like later on in the series that they're not supposed to be there. Like they're breaking into this like TV station <laughs> like at, at like three or four o'clock in the morning and and putting this show on. Like they're not supposed to like I think they show that in like one of the later episodes. Yeah. And then it just gets so dark by season three. Oh, my God. So, so dark.
1: Like you meet his mother, and it's just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, and like
0: a stepdad is it's just so creepy. And um, he had a co-host for a little bit, and that was a complete <laughs> just debauchery for like one that episode. R- oh,
1: my God. It was
0: like that was one of the that darkest episodes of yeah. anything Yeah, she ever. was a disaster. <laughs> but I think the cool thing about like... This show is again, like you said, and this is the bad thing about letting someone go first because then you're like, God damn it, you took all my good points. But <laughs> I have not seen like Magnolia, and, and I've been telling you about it for like the whole week. I saw Magnolia this week, and John C. Riley is in it. And you know, I like Talladega Knights, uh, John C. Riley, shake
1: and bake, man, shake, shake and bake.
0: bake. <laughs> He's a magic man. Now you see him, now you don't. <laughs> But as I'm watching Magnolia and John C. Riley plays a very, very serious character in it, I'm just like, I'm waiting for him to do some Steve Brule shit the entire time. (laughs) And I'm like, holy cow, man, this guy doesn't break character. He's freaking awesome in this. And then you watch that and it's like, how is this the same person?
1: Yeah, I don't get it. Because he's been in like a lot of serious movies like he was in gangs of New York he, he was great yeah me too like he just when he he, oh my gosh! Like I'm trying to think of like other stuff. I mean, like even Boogie Nights. Like, but Boogie Nights, he kind of played like a simplistic, like a simpleton kind of guy, like kinda, Steve Brule. Yeah. Like that's the best way to like describe Steve Brule. Like just like a simple, a simpleton.
0: Yeah, I would say so. But you, but he's a character that you sympathize with in both mm-hmm. of those roles yeah. in Boogie Nights and in that. And I guess like in Magnolia, you do too. And maybe it's that he's just. Not only does he have great range in basically between dramatic and comedy acting, Mm -hmm. but he's just so relatable. Like, you could see John C. Riley's characters in so many of the people you know in real life. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and you don't realize, like, how talented he is until you see him in something so ridiculous like this, and it's like this dude doesn't have to be doing this weird fucking Adult Swim show. Like, he, yeah. he's, he almost won an Academy Award, right? Yeah, or an Oscar I think he, or one he of was those no, things?
1: Yeah, he, I think he was nominated for Which like at least, at least twice.
0: So it's like, what the hell is he doing on Adult Swim? Like, he doesn't have to be just doing this. Fun. He could be doing real movies, but he's just like a guy who loves what he does, and he's like... I'm going to do it. Yeah. I don't care. This is what it is.
1: It's the same thing, like, it, like you know, not to compare us, because like, it's like comparing apples to oranges, but, like, it's, like, why we do a podcast. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, just a way to, like, keep yourself creative and just kind of, like, do something completely, you know, off the hook. And Dr. Steve Brule like, started as a character on Tim and Eric's, like, awesome show, Great Job, which is just all sorts of fucked up, and I just did not feel comfortable putting it on my list. But I do love that show, but, like, there are times where, like, I am legitimately just, like, I'm going to back away from the TV watching that show. Because they are hilarious, and they are dark as fuck, those two. So, like, this character came out of that.
0: And in doing my research, do you know who made Tim and Eric, like, Tim and Eric? You know how to got that start? Who? Bob Odenkirk. I was
1: gonna say Bob Odenkirk, Bob but I did not want to Odenkirk. be stupid.
0: And I and I feel like Bob Odenkirk is popping up everywhere.
1: Hey, maybe he's like
0: he could be the real devil because he he's could been be the around devil. forever.
1: He really has. And I was gonna say he's like the Oz, like behind the thing. Like, can't you just picture him? Like you pull the curtain back, and it's like, hey guys, it's like Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> I love him. Oh my god, I love him.
0: I and and, and you and I both like we haven't seen Mister Show in forever and then you know the Bob and Dave show came on Netflix we st- we watched that right
1: mm-hmm. we did we sure did
0: we did the whole thing like I- again we did that like I think in one night yeah right so you never s- well I don't- I don't think you ever saw the whole you know Mr. Show, mr. Yeah. show before so we downloaded that and we started like going through the whole Mr. show catalog and mr. show is as funny now as it was then.
1: It's more. It's it's so poignant right now.
0: It's amazing, like how ahead of the curve they were mm-hmm. back then. Like with
1: race, yep. With religion, with so which with everything that's going on, like even like like <laughs> police and stuff like that. Like it is so on point to 2015, and it was 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, and David Cross you know, being a part of rest development, one of the most smartest comedies ever invented. Like, I mean, the two of them, it's like magic. It really, it's it really like is, they came yeah. from a different time and just was like, we're going to present to you what comedy should be somehow. And for them and for Bob Odenkirk to be able to just like be able to point out, you know, Tim and Eric have this talent mm-hmm. and be able to cultivate it, it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing to me how some people can be so talented, and some people can see talent so clearly, but there's so few people that can do both.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And again, he's like, he is very similar to John C. Riley. where mm-hmm. if you watch Better Call Saul, it's like, you're sympathetic to him. You're waiting for him to do something goofy and funny, because you're used to seeing him in these comedic roles. Right. And it's like, and he doesn't, and it's like, oh man, he's so relatable on so many levels. Like, I feel like having a party, like, this is the end, and inviting, like, these select people to hang out.
1: That would be so much fun. That would be a really good party. But you know what, though? Like, I wonder, although I don't think they would be like that, but, like, you know how, like, sometimes, like...
0: They would come as a serious selves, not the comedic selves would be like, do
1: something funny, dude! Like, I've interviewed (laughs) comedians, you know, and sometimes they're, like, they're the character that you see on stage, and sometimes they save that character for the stage, so when you get them, they're just like... Yeah, I was just like a fan of comedy as a kid. And it's just like, no, like, tell me, like, the funniest thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, tell me, like, how you got to be like this. You know what I mean? And stuff. And, like, and sometimes they're just like, eh.
0: But you know what I think it is? I think it's like doing this podcast. I think it's like you you want so badly to come across as entertaining and funny. Like, you just want to. That you put all this pressure on yourself. So, when the show starts, like I said, I'm always amped up, like, on the days that we record the show. Like, never not. And I can see that, like, comedians, like, feeling like that every time they go on stage.
1: Yeah, like, you almost have to be pissed off to, like...
0: To go out and use that energy and throw it out there and not care what other people think. Because the only way I can, like, go out here is to be kind of amped up and angry So when I do it, I'm not thinking about what other people think of me. I'm just like, I'm like raging and ready to go. And then we go and do our show, and that hopefully comes across as entertaining. I hope so. (laughs) People are agreeing because they're listening to it, which is awesome.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: And, you know, and it's weird because we have we have nowhere to go with this we're you and I are just doing this thing. And we're just like, you know, it's not like we're trying to get writing jobs on Saturday night live. We're not trying to like, you know, launch a comedic career or something like that. Although I'm going to take comedy classes. I know you are. That's right. But it's not like I'm going to do it through. I'm just doing it for myself. Yeah. To keep
1: those creative juices flowing.
0: Right. But I feel like comedians, on the other hand, this is their job in real life. Yeah. So they got to get amped up. So when you get like an interview with somebody, you just got to just be like, look, man, I can't be amped up all the time to do all these interviews and stuff. Right. So you got to like, just give me a break to be me and I'll answer any questions you want about those things. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to get amped up again. Cause of your face right now. So how about them apples?
1: It's just my face, man. There's nothing I can do about it.
0: I smack it off you about that.
1: That's the third smack reference that you've made on air tonight. So let me tell you something.
0: Angers are running hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that was our top five Adult Swim show list. <laughs>
0: Oh boy, so why don't we get into the Did You Know and wrap it the hell up for this week.
1: Yes, let's. Did
0: you know? Did you know Adult Swim, the late night block of Cartoon Network that airs from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m., debuted in 2001 as an alternative programming for when the channel's primary audience, kids and teens... 7 to 15, would be normally asleep. I did not
1: know
0: that. Now you do. <laughs> Actually, you I did didn't know, know that because you wrote this. <gasps> I
1: was just trying to be interested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for the effort. <laughs> its name comes from a phrase used by public swimming pools to label designated times when children are restricted from using the facilities in favor of adults. Which is adult is it swim. Should be.
1: Which is how it should be.
0: How come we can't like restrict kids just in life from in everywhere? General? How about restricting kids from the goddamn hallway when we're recording our shows? Sometimes exactly. Or
1: or like restaurants.
0: I feel like we're in a zoo at times.
1: Sometimes we are, yeah. Like there's a lot of activity out in the hallway and it's like, don't you have an apartment to like go carry on in?
0: Yeah, like why pay as much as we do for New York rent? To spend most of your time in the hallway or outside in front of the building hanging out. Just go to your goddamn apartment. Don't you have cable? What the fuck are you doing in there? Go
1: watch Adult Swim, assholes.
0: This is the reason why we do this show is to just educate people. I hope somebody listens to this and then goes to their apartment, closes the door, puts the TV on low, and just watches it in front of sitting in front of the building, making it like a goddamn ghetto area. All right. All right. So anyway, high school dropout, Mike Lazo, Adult (laughs) (laughs) Swim. <laughs> Adult Swim senior executive vice president got his start in the shipping and receiving department of TBS Turner Broadcasting Stations which is a sister channel of Adult Swim under the Turner Broadcasting Systems umbrella He eventually worked his way up and became a very he okay let's do that again He eventually worked his way up and became the very first programmer at Cartoon Network
1: True. I guess. Oh, this wasn't the quiz.
0: Oh, no, not this time. (laughs) As of February of this year, Adult Swim is available to roughly 96.4 million paid TV households and 82.8% of households with TV. That wasn't really a whole sentence. That was just me. (laughs) (laughs) That was me ignoring a period.
1: It's all right.
0: And now I lost my spot. Okay, yeah. So Adult Swim is known for its absurd, risque, and just completely out there animation, stop animation, live action, and Japanese anime programming.
1: Which is just awful. We don't like the Japanese programming. I hate programming. anime. I hate anime.
0: You know what it is? Their eyes.
1: It is their eyes. Like because like they're so like big and like weird in the shows. Like they're just like.
0: How is that not racist?
1: What I just said? Or what their show... No, the shows in
0: general... I mean, like, Asian is drawing big-eyes white people. Like, (laughs) seriously, is that not racist? And it's like... And they're always... And, like...
1: Tyler watches it constantly. And, like, she'll watch, like... And she'll watch the shows. And, like, some of them, like... The trans like they're in like some of them are in Japanese, and like the translations will be off. Oh. So she she really has no idea what she's watching, and it's like so funny.
0: Yeah, but I feel like that's a kid thing. Like she's like like all the other kids watching anime. She's watching anime, and then she's like, oh, have you ever seen blah blah blah? And I'll be like, oh, that sounds cool. What is it? She's like, ah, no.
1: Yeah, because like so many things on Adult Swim have like awesome names. And it's like, oh my god, what's this? Is this new? Let's watch it. And it's like anime, and it's like, nope.
0: And then so many things don't like kill a kill. Like I feel like that name is just like ugh. Like no. that sounds like an awful name. I am not even clicking on that show.
1: No, sir, I don't like it.
0: Going on, <laughs> <laughs> one of its fir- one of its first fortes into original programming was a reboot of the original nineteen sixties Saturday morning Hanna Barbera superhero cartoon Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Which first appeared on Cartoon <laughs> Network. I also want to point out, you're a writer, and you wrote this. Is there not a comma or period anywhere in sight, except for when I'm not expecting I one? I sent
1: it to you because I thought that you were gonna. I said the last thing I said before I walked out of the room in a huff because you were being a dick was, "I'm sending this to you. Read it and like redo it into like your language because of this, whatever." So that's why, like, I, you were supposed to put it into Tom Speak.
0: Now I feel like in the last paragraph there was a point where I was driving down the road rather smoothly and then all of a sudden there was a speed bump right in the middle of it. In you the got form to of a with period. The punches, Tom. When the deer hops like, out in front of shit. your car,
1: you got to react, man. Go,
0: you go through the deer. You're taught that right from the beginning. Um. Anyway, I'm going to go back over that last paragraph again. Cause
1: Please do. All right. Please. The, the world really wants you to. <laughs>
0: So let's try to do this again. I'm going to take a really deep breath and take another stab at it.
1: Do you want me to just read it? <gasps> <laughs>
0: One of its first forays into original programming was a reboot of the original 1960 Saturday morning Hanna-Barbera superhero action cartoon, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Which first appeared on Cartoon Network and eventually inspired the long-running spin-off Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which wrapped up after 11 seasons this year.
1: And I'm surprised Aqua Teen Hunger Force didn't make your list because you are like so in love with that show right now.
0: Lately, yeah. And I don't, you know, I never really watched it ever. And just lately, it's just the way that the schedule has been working out where it's been on and mm. I've been like watching it. And I don't know if it's so much that I like the show or if I just like the opening credits of the show (laughs) (laughs) as much as I do. So, with that long-winded, what should we say that was? With that long-winded story that you gave to me to read on air and tried to, like, take all my oxygen away due to the lack of punctuation?
1: Well, I guess you didn't prepare as much as you thought that you did for the show, Tom. Hmm?
0: Let's just cue the fucking music. (laughs) Did you know?
1: And that, I guess, wraps up this week's show.
0: (sighs) God. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm going to need an oxygen tank after (laughs) that whole last paragraph you got set up for me from the Did You Know segment. You're welcome. Next time, do it yourself. Oh, well. (laughs) I I usually do. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm glad I don't even have to talk see, anymore. I could you just don't. sit here and have you have the conversation for yeah, me. Because like,
1: sometimes when I don't reply, it doesn't mean I'm not listening, Tom.
0: Whatever. <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about the show, check out our website at highregardshow.com.
1: You can also find us on all social media at Highregard Show,
0: and on iTunes and SoundCloud and. Thank you so much for listening. Like, we love looking and seeing that people are actually listening to and downloading and liking the show. That's why we do it for you guys.
1: We appreciate it. And to those of you who celebrate, a Merry Christmas to all. And to those who don't, have a good week.
0: Yeah, for you, it's just another day. But you get some time off, so go do something special. Good night, everybody. Don Jarvis.